Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. A continuación, Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a la comunidad latina. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. Voices in Action, the truth in action. Now, con ustedes, Jenny Ibarra. Buenas tardes, buenos días, buenas noches, donde quiera que usted está. Hoy en nuestro show tenemos un show muy especial. El show es del 4 de julio, estará saliendo el día 4 de julio y es referente al significado del 4 de julio de acuerdo con los ojos de la Comisión de Veteranos de eh, los Estados Unidos en el área de Montgomery. Tenemos con nosotros a la señora Jeanine Maxwain, que es la eh, directora de operaciones. Tenemos a la señora Kelly, eh, eh, Kelly McDonald, y al señor Daniel Peña, veterano, eh, policía, oficial de policía y este, first responder del área. Ellos nos van a estar a, como, dando a entender y a saber el significado de la unión de la comunidad que se necesita, el significado de lo que es realmente el 4 de julio. Good afternoon, good day, whatever you are. Thank you for being with us. Our show today is a special show. It's um, called The Land of the Free. It's dedicated for the 4th of July, and the 4th of July meaning towards us what it is right, what it is really the 4th of July. I have our guest, our uh, Miss uh, Jeanine McSwain. She's the director, uh, of chief officer of uh, the uh, Veterans Memorial Commission. The same thing, I got one of the board of directors, Mr. Daniel Peña, and the other one, Ms. Uh, Kelly McDonald. They are coming to share with us the meaning of the 4th of July, how our fund, founding fathers fought for the freedom of this land. And they were immigrants, and how the Hispanic community needs to learn as well why they need to come and immigrate and fight for the American dream because the American dream is needing to be fight, it's needing to be work, it's not for free. So today I know that some of you are gonna be like, wow, this is a different show. Yes, but I'm calling the attention on a lot of y'all out there. Todos, estamos llamando la atención de muchos, los que quieren escuchar y los que no, de lo que realmente es el significado personal de todos los que estamos aquí en los Estados Unidos. No es racismo, no es desegración, es unificar, todos unificarnos. Venir a trabajar para el bien común y la pelea de los, nuestros derechos, nuestra libertad de derechos, que las estamos perdiendo. Cada día más las estamos perdiendo por el cruce legal en inmigración. El, la, la frontera está llena de injusticia en estos momentos. ¿Por qué tenemos que, si llegamos aquí, tenemos que trabajar, no esperar que se nos dé todo gratis? 
cómo nos miran los americanos, como si fuéramos basura. ¿Por qué? Porque, porque una manzana se dañó en la bolsa de manzanas, automáticamente se daña toda. ¿Cómo podemos nosotros como personas educarnos para poder prosperar y educar a nuestros hijos para que este, esta mirada de los hispanos no las quiten y digan, los hispanos son productores, son trabajadores, vienen a trabajar, vienen a estar aquí? El 4 de julio, el 4 de julio de 1776, cuando se firma la Constitución, ese 4 nace una nueva nación hecha y fundada por emigrantes. Usted es emigrante, usted tiene que escuchar este show, porque somos emigrantes todos, todos emigrantes, pero hay emigrantes que venimos a trabajar y a quedarnos y a, y a luchar, y hay otros que vienen a, des, a destrozar nuestro sueño. Tenemos que seguir las cosas con regla y con amor y con respeto y con unión. Eso es lo que vamos a hablar en este show. We're going to talk about the issues that we're affecting, the things that we need to do as a community, the unity that we need. It's no longer about the color of our skin. No, it's, the, it's about the 4th of July as a unity. This is the land of the free. This is the land that is so full of gifts, but they're being taken advantage of, and we're needing to protect it. Our kids, those that fought in wars, those that, fought, that are fighting right now in wars, all those people that are in service, first responders, doctors, police officers, All of them, they need respect and they need the union of our community. So today, I'm offering you this show as a gift. Thank you for listening to Voces en Acción. Thank you for providing us with your attention, your comments, your feedback. Please click like in all of our platforms. Please donate. Please do be sponsor us because we want to bring you more of these shows. We're here for the community. Our phone number, 832-732-4744, is at your services. Thank you to Lone Star Community Radio for keeping us on for, for keeping us in the air. I have to say this. God, he's the owner of this radio show, of this radio. He has given his all for me to be sitting in front of you all, giving you the latest information. I thank you all. Happy 4th of July, and we'll see you on the next show. Have a good day. A continuación el show. Go ahead and continue seeing the show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a nuestra comunidad latina. Usted puede apoyarnos con su patrocinio, informando, promoviendo y ayudando a nuestra comunidad. ¿Tiene algún comentario? ¿Quiere hablar con nosotros? Podemos escucharle y ayudarle. Llámenos ahora al 832-732-4744. 832-732-4744. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. 832-732-4744. 47.44 Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Buenas tardes, buenos días, buenas noches, donde quiera que estén. Para ustedes, nuevamente, Voces en Acción con la información eh, 
Este show es un show muy especial. Vamos a celebrar hoy día el 4 de julio. Y lo, el, como ustedes saben, nuestros shows son pregrabados. Así que este show va a salir el día 4 de julio. Eh, pero vamos a, vamos a comenzar a aprender qué es lo que significa el 4 de julio. Good afternoon, good day, whatever you are. Thank you for being again with us in Voces en Acción. It's a pleasure. I'm your host, Jenny Rosales, and I'm here today to dedicate this show. It's a special show, and it's uh, for the 4th of July. As most of you know, I pre-record my shows because that's the only way we can do this. Uh, one day I'll be alive, that's for sure. <laughs> But right now, I have the honor, the honor and the pleasure of having three of our devoted community people that they're, they're just immensely, immensely devoted to our community. Why? They are with the Memorial, Veterans, Veterans Memorial um, Commission, and they work for the people that fought for this country. They, this day of the 4th of July, and that's what everybody needs to think, it's not about fireworks, it's not about picnic is to sit down and reflect how many people have died after you guys sound, signed that constitution. How many people have worked for our freedoms, okay? While we were resting at home sleeping, they were fighting wars. So I have with me our chief officer from, from the Montgomery Veterans Country, Ms. Jeanine McSwain. I got with me Mr. Daniel Peña, which I miss him a lot. He's a, he's a good friend from back way on our days. And of course, one of my mentors, Miss Kelly McDonald. And uh, it's an honor having you guys. Es un honor tener con nosotros a la señora Janine McSwain, al, al señor Daniel Peña, que han trabajado con la comunidad por mucho tiempo, y la señora Kelly McDonald hoy día. Vamos a hablar sobre el significado del 4 de julio y por qué no es solamente tirar bombitas y hacer carne asada. Señores, por favor, pongan atención a este show. An honor, Ms. McSwain. Thank you. First of all, I, I really would like to talk to you about, first of all, give you thanks in behalf of my family, because I come from a long background of brats and military people, and I'm a brat. I consider myself a brat, even though my mom, you know, we were stationed constantly in Panama. Um, but it's an honor for your work and your devotedness to those that are right now veterans that are alive, that, that are needing, and at the same time, for you to remember every single one of those that fought, you know, and you guys did the other day a memorial service. It was amazing, and I was able to carry a flag, and I was able to take pictures, you know. But I want to know for the Hispanic community, what is the 4th of July in your eyes? Um, in my eyes, it's just about honoring our country, the, you know, the start of our country and to to know that we have our freedoms because of men like Daniel Pena and we have so many board members that are veterans as well and for what they sacrificed for us to have our freedom to do the fun fourth of July stuff that uh, we just um, it's just an honor to 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 serve on a board with these with these veterans and Our, you know, our, we're civilians, but uh, we love our country and we love our veterans just as much. Le acabo de preguntar a la señora Maxwell qué significa entre los ojos de ella, qué es lo que significa para ella el 4 de julio. 
porque le doy las gracias por el trabajo que ha desempeñado, por estar trabajando constantemente con los veteranos que están vivos en estos momentos y también por hacer un, un centro memorial completamente para los veteranos que han muerto en cada una de nuestras celebraciones. Ellos se encargan de ir y dar el tributo a aquellos como el señor Peña, que han peleado por nuestro país, que han peleado por, nuestras, por nuestros derechos de, de libertad. Ahora voy a hablar con el señor Peña, que él habla español, así que vamos a hablar un poquito en español y en inglés ahí mezclados. I'm going to talk to Mr. Peña, he speaks Spanish, so I'm going to kind of like, before, back and forth. Daniel, Monday. we go back, back then, and you know that I love you, man. You're a good guy, I've seen you working, and I'm honored to have you, sir. You. You're being a veteran at the same time working, not only the other, you know, working with the police department right now, actively, constantly out in the streets, trying to take care of us. Correct. Sir, what is the meaning? Can you please tell our community what is the meaning of the 4th of July for you guys? For me, the 4th of July is obviously when our country was born. It's the birth of our country. But it's to honor not just, like you said, the veterans who have come, who are serving now, but those who have served in the past, who have given their all to give us the freedom and the liberty we have now. It's not just a weekend to, you know, have a day off or pop firework or, like you said, grill and have family get-togethers. Those are, we were able to do that because of what the veterans have done. Mm -hmm. But while we're doing that, we need to remember that it wasn't given to us, it was earned mm -hmm. through blood and sweat and many gave their lives so we could be here. Lo dice nuevamente, señor Peña. El, 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 para él, en sus ojos, el desarrollo de lo que es realmente el 4 de julio no solamente es para sentarse a comer picnic o a tirar eh, bombitas, no, es básicamente para reflexionar que hay gente que al, al haber nacido este país, porque se firmó en 1776, se firmó la constitución, esa es la constitución correcta, señores, al firmarse esa constitución nos dio el crecimiento de la unión y la libertad. Este show se llama The Land of the Free. Esta es la tierra de Land of the Free, ¿ok? Ellos sirvieron y murieron por nosotros. Daniel, ¿cómo están nuestros veteranos en estos momentos? Explícanos un poco cómo tú ves los veteranos después de todo eso. Tú los ves sufriendo, tú los ves necesitando. ¿Cómo tú ves que está el gobierno ayudando a los veteranos? I don't think that they're getting the, the, the care that they need, the attention they need. You know, being that I am through in the VA system as well, with some of the stuff that I had to go through in the military and I have to get treatment, it's a long wait to get the care and to be looked out, looked after. It's a long wait. These veterans need it now. They, they need people who are gonna out there and fight for them and speak for them and work for them. Some of these people can't do it themselves, you know, so they need the help. And we're proud people. We're not gonna ask for help. So we need to find them and offer it to them, you know. My brother was a veteran. He's since passed away, but my nephew's currently in the military now. So we're first generation American citizens. So we've already had three or four of my relatives, my immediate family serve, and I don't feel that anybody should be left behind. Whether they, they're back safe or injuries that we can't see, we need to focus on those veterans and you know reach out to them, find them, because they're not gonna find us. Some of them will, many of them are too proud to come and ask for help, so we need to find them. I ask uh, Daniel, and I have to do the question in, in English as well, how the government is treating our veterans and after 1776. Okay, basically, that's what I have to say because today we're celebrating the signature of a constitution that is, to me, was written by the men, but God was there signing it with them. Because if you guys ever do something in your life, 
pull up the, the Constitution of 1776. You guys haven't. You know, in, in our countries, I'm coming from a socialist country. I don't have a hold of what it is, a constitution of my own. I'm from Panama. Of course, I became a U.S. citizen in 1989. I'm a U.S. citizen right now, but I don't have a copy of my constitution. And my constitution is being held upon myself. Basically, it's, being, it's destroyed, okay? So basically, Panama is not a lawfully democratic party. It's not. It's, it is a socialist country, regardless of what they have to say. The same thing with everybody in Latin America. And if I can mention every country, we don't have that privilege. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, Miss Kelly, you know how much I love this country. Yeah. And it's frustrating, it's frustrante ver que nosotros no podemos ver nuestra constitución y ellos tienen la constitución. And we're losing, we are losing our rights. Am I right, Miss Kelly? Yeah, you know, to answer that uh, same question about what Fourth uh, of July, I think this is exactly a good segue into that. Fourth of July, to me, when I think about the Fourth of July, um, I think about our founding fathers and what they had to do to even make this country that many years ago. If you can imagine leaving the country you're in because you you believe that you you should have certain rights and to be leaders and go to another area and declare this is your country. And, and believe in it so much that you're willing to lay down your life for it. That's exactly what they did back then, and that's exactly what our veterans, uh, anybody that's ever been in the U.S. military, that's what they do. They are willing, they, they take an oath that they're willing to lay down their life. That's exactly what our first responders do, our policemen, our firemen, our paramedics. Um, that's exactly what they do. They're willing to lay down their life in service for other people. That's, that's what Fourth of July brings to my mind. That's what being on this Veterans Memorial Commission means to me. Um, that's when, when I'm around a police officer or a paramedic uh, or a veteran <laughs> or <laughs> a spouse of a veteran exactly. and seeing their sacrifice. It's all about honoring the sacrifice. La señora Kelly lo acaba de decir claramente. El sacrificio, el honor del sacrificio, el ver cómo el señor Peña es paramédico. Él es oficial de policía y él es veterano. Ellos son los que dan la vida por nosotros. Ellos son los que están afuera en primera plana defendiendo este país. Y hemos visto cómo se ha deteriorado este país y estamos perdiendo nuestros derechos principales como la libertad de expresión, el poder caminar afuera, el poder decir yo creo en este partido o yo creo en este otro sin tener que pelear. Estamos deteriorando las escuelas y nuestra educación de nuestros niños. La señora Kelly dice que ella ve claramente cómo estos padres fundadores de la patria en 1776 habían salido de un país donde ellos no sentían que era su país, que era Inglaterra, y se vinieron acá y trataron de formar una nueva tierra y tuvieron que pelear en lo que estaban firmando muchos, estaban en guerra por el otro lado y estaban sentados todos ellos, I imagine Washington, Benjamin Franklin, todos están sentados y están tratando de entender cómo vamos a hacer para que estas 13 este, estados se unifiquen y puedan hablar y puedan regir y puedan hacerlo todo. Y comenzaron a elaborar la Constitución. Tuvo que, hacer, tuvo que haber sido muy difícil, muy difícil. Y ellos tenían como centro a Dios en el momento que quitamos a Dios de la Constitución, quitamos a Dios de la escuela, quitamos a Dios de todos esos lados, automáticamente se hizo un revoltijo. 
And I have to say this again, we had that there. They, they were sitting down. Benjamin Franklin, I imagine like you, Washington, they were sitting down while they were fighting over there. They're sitting down in a group trying to write this constitution, trying to make sure everybody signs it. And, you know, the 13 states together stopping from, you know, all, all everything from was the, you know, north and south and the unification and everything to make sure everybody was as equal. Okay. And what? We over here right now, they had God right there in the center when they were doing it. Mm -hmm. We took God out of the Constitution. We took God out of the school system. We took God out of everything. Because that's what's happening right now in every single country right now. And automatically what happens? There's chaos. There's no light. Everything is darkness. What would you see as a whole? What you guys will see as a whole? Um in the future for America? What are you guys uh, What are you guys seeing right now? And what would you just would like to correct that it will not happen? And, you know, what we, what we can do as a community to prevent things from happening? So that's interesting. We were um, typing up a resume yesterday, and um, one of the questions was, what can you do for, to what, what do you see as a problem in our community? And I think we have a problem with unity. Um, we see our side as whatever side that is. We see our side as the right side and the other side is the wrong side. And I think we need to be, become more civil. We need to educate, illuminate, um, our, our mission statement is, you know, we're trying to educate and illuminate the, 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 future generations to the sacrifices of our veterans and first responders and you know we don't do that by fighting with each other and I just think we we need to get back to a, a um, common a, ground a common. Mm -hmm. treating mm -hmm. each other with respect and yes. dignity yes mm -hmm. yes that's important ella lo que acaba le acaba de preguntar que básicamente qué es lo que ellos ven como una prioridad que tendría que arreglarse ahorita mismo para poder que no terminemos mal, para poder que los Estados Unidos de América no caiga como está cayendo, como cayó Venezuela, como cayó Haití, como están cayendo todos los demás países. Entonces, básicamente, ella dice que lo que pasa, sobre todo, es que hay una desunión. Nuestras comunidades están desunidas, ¿verdad? Y, y lo peor de todo es que tenemos que unirnos en un common ground. Tenemos que llegar a una relación donde el bienestar es común, ya no hay color, el color es pigmentación, o sea, negro, blanco, asiático, español, español, lo que tú seas, no te vamos a ver por tu color, vamos a ver el beneficio de los niños que están creciéndose y imponiéndoles, no, dándoles a ellos a conocer la constitución de los Estados Unidos de América, dándoles a ellos a conocer los derechos civiles que ellos tienen y los derechos que ellos tienen que hacer también, su, además de los derechos, la responsabilidad. We are responsible. If I, people keep saying, oh, we have freedom and we have rights. You have a duty well, as well, and you have responsibilities. And that's what we have to do with the kids. Teach them they have, yes, they have a right, but they have a responsibility. What is the responsibility? One, to protect, to endear, to love, to create, to unify. That's the main right, or that, that's the main, I think it's the, that's what I can call, you know, the main um, gift that we have 
you know, and when we don't do that, what we do is we desegregate and that's when we have you guys suffering. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, we need to unify. There's no, there shouldn't be lines drawn. You know, I'm a group of, I'm a member of this group, I'm a member of that group. We're all American citizens, we're all humans. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm Mexican by heritage, <clears throat> Mexican by heritage, but I consider myself an American. People ask me, what am I? I'm an American. Mm -hmm. I was born here, I'm an American. Mm -hmm. There's no, oh, I'm this, I'm that. If Yes, be proud of where you're, where you're from or what you are or what you belong to, but we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same situation. We're in America for a reason. We love this country, the freedoms that we're awarded for being a citizen or being here, not necessarily being a citizen, but being here in the States. We're all, we just need to work together, unify, like you said. That's the, the main thing is, you know, be proud of where you're from or what you are, but we're all the same. We're all the same. Uh, somebody was asking me, and, and I'm going to say this, somebody, and I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to repeat this in Spanish as well. Um, somebody was asking me, why is your, why you guys are running away from your countries? Somebody just asked me, why are you guys running away from your countries? And uh, that made me think and think and think and think, you know, because I never came running. I came <laughs> because I came to a school. I came to American University. I stayed and I just became a US citizen and went to college and I did whatever I needed to do. I did my American dream because I, I was, I already did being a US citizen because of my parents. But that doesn't take me less or none. But what I'm looking at right now is that what is the American dream for somebody that has just crossed the border, that they don't know what is the American dream. Una persona me preguntó a mí que por qué, por qué venimos corriendo, por qué vienen para acá, por qué quieren salir corriendo de Venezuela, de Honduras, de Nicaragua, de Costa Rica, de Panamá, por qué quieren salir corriendo para acá. Si total acá no hay espacio. Yo les contesté porque realmente nosotros no tenemos libertad ya. Y esta es la, la tierra de la libertad. Pero resulta ser que la tierra de la libertad en estos momentos está siendo atacada. Um, I will say it in English, the land of the free is being attacked right now. So, los hispanos que estamos viniendo de allá, del sur, tenemos que comenzar a agarrar armas. Y cuando digo armas, no digo agarrar un arma y matar, no. Agarrar los tools. Si ustedes quieren vivir en la tierra de la libertad, hagan como los dueños de la tierra de la libertad. Okay? I'm going to say this in English. If you came in the border and you came from a socialist country, okay, and you're coming because you're running to the land of the free, do as the owners of the land of the free. That means protect the land of the free. That means give to the land of the free. And stop thinking about your selfishness. Because I've seen it, and I'm going to be honest with you, Micheline, the same thing with Kelly, the same thing. You've seen it. They come, they say, ah, I'm just here, and I, and I had it. I'm just here to grab money and get money and go back to my country. That's damaging you and us that we're paying taxes. Okay? We're not here just to cross and come over. We came because we want to live here. We got your kids. I have my kids here. My grandson is here. Everybody in my family is here. Why I have to come and damage this? And then that's what I'm going to say in Spanish. Mucha gente me dice claramente, ¿por qué están aquí? Mucha gente lo ha escuchado que dice, no, yo nada más vengo a agarrar plata para regresarla para México, para Honduras, y no sé qué, yo no quiero vivir aquí. Si no quieres vivir aquí, regresate, hermano. 
para tu país. Y te lo digo directamente. Porque venir aquí a este país es venir a trabajar para tu sueño americano. Si tú no trabajas para tu sueño americano, se te va a convertir en una pesadilla. Así que regrésate, porque aquí no es para dar dinero, aquí no estamos para dar nada. Aquí estamos para trabajar, mantener, proteger a los Estados Unidos, proteger a las personas que están dando la vida diariamente, los millones y millones de eh, soldados americanos que están por todos lados de los Estados Unidos y por todos lados del mundo defendiendo tus derechos. ¿Y qué es lo que tú haces? Vienes aquí a tomar advantage o agarrar something that is not yours. Agarrar lo que no es tuyo y regresarte. Quédate en tu país y trabaja por la libertad de tu país. You can go back to your country and fight for the freedom of your country. Because we're fighting for this land. My kids, my heritage is fighting for this land. Because I'm an American and my kids were American. Now, I'm not being racist. I know where I came from. Okay? I'm Hispanic by nature. I was born in Panama. But guess what? I learned to protect Panama as well. Because if I'm not going to take away from my country, I'm not going to take away from another country. I'm going to give back to my country and I'm going to give back to the United States. Because you, my mama used to say, do, when you go to Rome, you do as Romans do. Am I right? Mm -hmm. So there's not, we're not hating you guys. We're not, we, no, nosotros no tenemos racismo en contra de ustedes. No. Nosotros los americanos amamos a todo mundo. Damos de nosotros 100%. Vamos a sus tierras a ayudarlos. Cuando hay desastres naturales, los americanos como él van a Venezuela, Costa Rica, a Panamá y dan ayuda económica, ¿ok? Y queremos ayudarlos. Si están aquí ya, busquen la manera de cómo hacer su sueño americano, cómo hacerse ciudadanos americanos, cómo hacerse legales y comenzar a pagar impuestos, cómo hacer las cosas correctamente con la ley, cómo educar a sus hijos mediante el sistema americano y a respetar a los gringos. Porque, porque ellos son los que dan por nosotros. Perdóneme, pero tengo que hablar claramente y muchas veces a la gente no le gusta como yo hablo, pero es la verdad. And I'm sorry, I had to say this because people take advantage of what they got. They come over here and they oh, over there in the United States, you get free education and you get free social security and you get free food stamps and you get... No, 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 no. This is not, a, this is not the land of the giving you free. No, this is the land of you're able to live free, yeah, but you work for it. And if you have an American dream, you work your American dream, otherwise it's going to become a nightmare. <laughs> And I know that you, your family did that when they came from Mexico, am I right? Mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit of example of what your parents had to go through? Well, my mom came pretty young. She was like nine years old. My dad was a little bit older. He became a naturalized citizen. He had his green card. But he had to fight. He worked every day. He was a truck driver. My mom worked. We went to school. And she always told us, you know, we had to work. You know, she, they, they did the American dream. They came and they worked. They never expected anything free. They never took handouts. And because of that, my brother was in the Navy. I was in the Army because they told us this is the American dream. So they never told us, you know, expect that the country's going to take care of you. We have to work for it. And that's why... My, I'm in the was in the military, so was my brother, and my nephew is currently serving. And he just came here at 13 years old. He was born in Mexico, mm -hmm. but since my brother was a citizen, he was a citizen, and he didn't come here until after my brother passed away. Wow. And now 
He's, he didn't speak any English. Now he's fluent. He's serving in the military. He works for us in the jail as a detention officer. Can you imagine? And now in the American dream because... He if, wanted to live his he, American dream. Had he lived in Mexico, he wouldn't have done any of this. Mm -hmm. I don't know where he, the path that he would have taken him, but he mm -hmm. came here, graduated high school here, went to the military. He's a veteran. He's deployed right now with the National Guard on the border, but he's a detention officer for us. So he's living the American dream, and that's what we've always pushed. You have to work for it. It's not given to you. You're going to work Amazing. for it. Eso es lo que tenemos que aprender. Tenemos que aprender. El señor Peña dice que la familia de él vino de acá. La mamá vino de tempranito, de nueve años. Y el papá también vino muy joven. El papá trabajaba en la, eh, eh, como troquero, ¿ok? Y él, él, él tenía que trabajar. Él enseñó a sus hijos a trabajar. Los dos le enseñaron y se lo dijo a la mamá. Aquí van a venir a trabajar. Aquí nada es gratis, ¿ok? Porque si tú quieres tu American Dream, eh, tienes que trabajar por él, ¿ok? Y eso, por eso se llama la tierra de la libertad. Porque todo mundo trabaja para un mismo. El hermano también. Vino, acaba de llegar, no hablaba nada de inglés. Aprendió el inglés. Es se metió en la armada. Es, es correccional. Está en la correccional trabajando. Y habla el inglés perfectamente. Podemos hacerlo. Podemos buscar. La, ellos tienen, si nos ayudan, porque lo voy a decir que no. You guys help. Hay fundaciones que ayudan. If you want to become a U.S. citizen, if you want to become a resident, you can get a lawyer. If you need assistance, yes, we help you. If you're trying to do the right thing. Te ayudamos si estás haciendo las cosas correctamente. Si no las estás haciendo correctamente, créeme que como dijo el señor el, el Josh Kijo, los criminales aquí en Conroe, en Montgomery, no los aceptamos. Okay? Miss Kelly, mm -hmm. like I told you several times, I've seen the progress that our community is doing. But um, how can I, how can the Hispanic community image can change to you guys? Because I know there's a lot of people in this country that they're just mad at us mm -hmm. because of the advantage that other people have done. Because for one rotten apple, the whole sack gets rotten. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that we we kind of learned that even in, in grade school as kids that, you know, you can, one bad apple can be uh, the downfall of the class even. So um, I think I can tie it back to uh, our founding fathers. You know, they, they had to come over here, leave everything behind, everything. That means leave their schools behind, leave their money behind, leave their, it meant nothing. They came over here with nothing and had to work hard and make it happen, you know? And um, I, I, just, I just think if anyone that wants to come to this country would remember that and remember that's what, that's what we're celebrating on July 4th is those forefathers had to come over here and start with nothing. Zero. And, and hard work. And it look what it, it look paid. what it paid. It paid for them. We're all benefiting from it today, and so it's our responsibility, like you were saying earlier, to continue that. You know, you've always heard the saying: with much, if people that are given much have the response, are also uh, responsible for much. What we're responsible for is educating future generations so that they remember this isn't uh, not take it for granted that we have this all of our freedoms just because we always have well somebody had to sacrifice for that some people are still sacrificing for it so hmm. i think if if we can just educate anyone that wants to come to our country about that they'll want to work hard to be able to be in here okay y él le pregunto yo a ella le pregunté por qué nos miran tan mal muchos nos preguntan a nosotros por qué los hispanos estamos siendo atacados o por qué nos miran tan mal y eh, yo creo que es porque, como siempre digo, que una manzana podrida daña el saco. 
eso, eso lo dicen en todos los países. Y ella lo repitió, una manzana podrida daña, porque una persona mala puede llegar a hacer daño y automáticamente todo el mundo te juzga por la condición de esa persona. Pero ella dice que tenemos que ir atrás a nuestros padres fundadores en 1774, 76, perdón, donde ellos firmaron la Constitución. Ellos vinieron de Inglaterra sin nada, dejaron allá propiedades, dinero, todo, se vinieron sin nada para acá. Y comenzaron a forjar esta tierra. Y si ellos lo hicieron y eran inmigrantes, nosotros que somos inmigrantes hispanos, podemos hacerlo. Podemos venir a esta tierra y trabajar duro por nuestro sueño americano. No significa que no se nos puede ayudar, pero significa que tenemos que tener la iniciativa de pararnos, educar a nuestros hijos desde pequeños a trabajar a que todo se les dé. Como dijo el señor Peña, su papá y su mamá le enseñaron a él a trabajar. ¿Ok? A mí mis padres me enseñaron a trabajar. Yo tengo 38 años en este país. Y quiero que sepan que no ha sido bien. Otra cosa que se nos enseñó y que dice la señora Kelly, educación. The more you're educated, lo mejor que tú eres educado, lo mejor que te va. The more you're better off. Lo digo sinceramente, ya, yeah, porque si aprendemos la lengua en inglés, podemos trabajar correctamente y podemos ayudar a otras personas, a nuestros hijos, a nuestro cónyuge, a todo. Entonces, si tenemos tiempo para ver la novela o para andar chambreando, hablando y viviendo la vicina y cargando no sé qué, tenemos tiempo también para ver la radio en inglés para ver programas educativos, para meternos en el internet y buscar una clase de inglés en la, en la iglesia católica, porque la iglesia católica aquí da clases de inglés. Porque tenemos, ¿Verdad, señor Peña? Podemos ir a clases de ESL y aprender un poquito de inglés. ¿Para qué? Para cuando te pregunten, hey, Sergio, por ejemplo, Sergio, oye, ¿cuánto cuesta esto? Y estás vendiendo una manzana. Oh, cost two dollars. Ya sabes cómo decir que cuesta dos dólares. Y puedes venderlo porque estás trabajando, ¿verdad? Entonces, aprendamos al, el inglés. Aprendamos a independizarnos. I'm sorry, I have to tell them, and that's basically. If they learn how to basic, learn the English, ask for the Hispanic, like the English classes that are online, mm -hmm. or English classes that have been taught in all the churches around our areas, in everywhere in the United States. Okay, not only in Montgomery, in everywhere, there are churches, there are entities that will teach you English for free. Mm -hmm. If they, instead of taking their time and just sitting down and, and talking and <laughs> gossiping and watching the novela, which is the soaps, <laughs> they can go and learn English. Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's, there are Hispanics that work a lot, a long times, but in the nighttime, there's time for you to get sure. in and start learning at least the basic words. But if you, because if you cultivate the apples, and you have a, grand, a farm of apples, you can sell the apples. If somebody, if somebody comes and says, hey, Sergio, hey, how much is that apple? He will understand what they're asking to him, and he will say, ah, $2, sir, $2. At least how to sell an apple that will give him food for his kids. You know what I mean? So those basic examples needs to be said to everybody, mm -hmm. okay? And I don't know if you want to touch much about the education, but that's, that's the root of this issue. Right. So one of the things Judge Edwards, uh, the chairman of our commission, what, what he says is, you know, everybody says there was the greatest generation, you know, World War II, that was the greatest generation. And 
He believes that there is a future great generation, and if we will will educate our young about the sacrifices and the freedoms of this country, you know, it'll go far, and they we will have another great generation. And I love how he says that. He mm -hmm. says it much more eloquently than I do. But uh, And that's his dream with the Education yes. Center and the Veterans Memorial Park is yes. to actually make that happen. Ellos tienen la Comisión de Memorial de Veteranos, donde ellos trabajan para, por lo menos si usted está en el área de Montgomery y se ha pasado por el área del 45, va a ver el centro de memorial donde tienen el recuerdo de todos los, todos los veteranos que han peleado en los Estados Unidos, que han vivido, que son de Conroe, que son de Montgomery, y que han muerto por nosotros. Cada, cada celebración de veteranos se hace un honor en ese sentido parque. Usted puede caminar el parque y ver los nombres de mucha gente, pero él, la comisión se encarga de que ellos sean educados. Si, si los niños son educados sobre el valor de este país y cómo los veteranos han trabajado y cómo han seguido trabajando para la libertad de expresión, la libertad de comida, la libertad de educación. El juez Edward lo dijo claramente, hay que educarlos porque es una generación nueva que viene, una generación buena, pero si se le educa es mucho mejor. Y yo siempre se lo he dicho a ustedes, la educación es lo que vale, ya no vale el dinero. El dinero ya no vale. And I keep telling them the money doesn't work. Like, like she said, uh, Judge Edwards talks about education. Exactly. Right, right now with this uh, cancel culture, where they try to erase our history. Exactly. Look, I'm not proud of some of the history that we have in this country. Exactly. But if we cancel it, we don't learn from our mistakes. Exactly. We, we can't exactly. use that to educate the future generations because they're going to repeat the same mistakes that we should have already learned from. But if you start canceling, you know, what our history You can't cancel you can history. Cancel history. You can't change it. So we need to use it to educate. So like Judge Edward said, we need to educate the good and the bad. The good history and the bad history so we don't repeat it. Yeah, exactly. He says and every story and every sociologist will say, if you want to know about something, you learn the history, otherwise you will commit the same mistake further down the road. And in our new generation, needs to stop making. That cancels generation needs to stop. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Estamos hablando de lo que se llama la generación que, que cancela la historia. Porque quieren borrar todo lo que pasó en el pasado de la esclavitud y todo lo que pasó en los Estados Unidos durante los tiempos de que se creó la Constitución hasta la era. Quieren agarrar y que los americanos blancos paguen retribución donde no hay que pagar ninguna retribución, porque ellos no tienen que pagar ninguna retribución. O sea, cada, cada uno tenemos que entender, pasaron cosas malas, sí, pero casualmente porque está en la historia de las cosas malas, hay que aprender de eso malo y hay que automáticamente no volverlo a cometer. Es decir, mientras que le enseñamos a los niños el, la historia mala, también tenemos que enseñar la, la historia buena, las dos cosas, para que esos niños no cometan en el futuro, cuando sean gobernadores, los mismos errores que se cometieron en el pasado. Eso es lo que tenemos que prevenir. Esa es la parte educacional donde dice el señor Peña que él no está de acuerdo con el cancel culture. El, todo pasa, es está infiltrándose ese cancel control en las nuevas tecnologías, en todo. Todo quiere ser libre, todo tiene que ser liberal, todo tiene que ser, y no hay una regla y un orden. Everything wants to be free, everything wants to be liberal, nothing wants to be in an order. We need to go ahead and have an order. Without an order, we're not able to have rules. I had just a minute, uh, a couple minutes ago, I had a guest in my show, and he said it. Without order, we're not, we're not going to have cows. And that's what's happening right now. Everybody wants to pull on their own way. And like you said, there's no unity because people are acting liberally, liberally completely. Our founders were not liberals. 
our founders were people fair of God. When you're fair of God and when they're fair of doing things wrong, they will do the right thing. And that's what they were fighting. So 4th of July is a, is a remembrance of the reason why we are here, okay? Because otherwise, the United States wouldn't have been formed. We would have been whatever, okay? And the good thing about the Constitution of the United States is that it's so protected. It's so protected that even if they try to change it, they cannot change it. They try. They try. They're trying to. Uh, they, no, it ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. I keep telling to myself, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. My grandkid is not going to be born. It's not going to be raised on a socialist country. <laughs> I didn't raise my case in a socialist country. It's not going to happen in my grandkid's age. It will be after I'm done, but, <laughs> but I, that, that's not going to happen in that generation, okay? Y yo se los digo, quieren cancelar la constitución de los Estados Unidos, quieren hacer cambios, quieren, des, quieren infiltrar razones que no son a la Constitución y quieren ser liberales. Nuestro, nuestro, los fundadores, el señor Abraham Lincoln, Jefferson y todos ellos cuando se sentaron, ellos no eran liberales, eran hombres muy correctos, hombres de la ley y le tenían miedo a su creador. Automáticamente eso fue lo que fundó la Constitución. Y como dice él, los quieren infiltrar. Yo en mi generación no lo voy a permitir. Mis hijos no se criaron en un lugar sino en la, la, la tierra de la libertad. Y mi nieto no va a vivir en socialismo. Eso yo, y creo que todos ustedes, los hispanos que me escuchan, que saben lo que es vivir la pobreza, la necesidad, el, el salir corriendo de lugares donde no puedes ni hablar, ni decir nada, donde no puedes levantar tu bandera, donde no puedes ser mujer porque te exfrigen. El ser mujer es un pecado. Hay mujeres que no pueden ser mujeres. In our countries, and I'm telling them basically this, that there's countries that are, that women have no rights, still nowadays. They cannot even speak. Me, I'll be killed. I'll be, be, I'll be beheaded, okay? Which is, you know, there's countries where we're not able to have this freedom. We're running from those countries and coming over here. Remember, not only Hispanics are coming, they're coming people from everywhere in the world. They're coming over here because they cannot, they don't have the freedom of speaking, their freedom of choos choosing a, uh, a cup and buying it or, or a pair of shoes, you know? There's no that freedom. And we come over here and we love it because I can go to the supermarket and I can buy anything, okay? For us, something that I do respect a lot is the flag of the United States, your symbol. In our countries, we're not allowed to wear it in the clothes. We're not allowed to wear it in the shoes. And I saw a friend of ours that she was wearing in the shoes. And, I, and I, they look so cute. But I'm like, it's the flag of the United States. And I respect it, you know? Things like that are like amazing, and how f the freedom is so beautiful because you can be, you can really literally buy a shirt with the flag of the United States. I'll do that in Iran, Iraq. They will burn me, okay? Because their flag is a symbol and it's only to keep as a symbol, mm -hmm. okay? So that's the enjoyment of being a U.S. citizen. El ser un ser humano criado aquí y vivir aquí, tener la libertad les permite a ustedes hasta comprar un par de zapatos con la bandera de los Estados Unidos, cuando en nuestros países no se nos permite hacer eso. O sea, eh, tener la libertad de venir y comprar y decir, quiero comer un steak, cosa a la cual muchos no podemos ni comer eso. O decir, no, no me gusta ese café y votarlo. Hay personas que este café sería lo único que tuvieran en ese momento. Is there anything else that you guys want to, as a group, Talk to our community and tell them to sympathize, 
to go and see the memorial, mm -hmm. to start thinking, reflect, uh, you know, please say it. Well, yeah, we would, we would invite anyone to come out to the Veterans Memorial Park located at 105 and 45 and just and sit. We have a lot of people that come and just sit. Um, we had, we put out 150 flags on Flag Day and um, Jason Fochman with the Courier just happened to be parked somewhere and he saw a woman sitting there and she was reading her Bible. And so he went and talked to her and she says she comes here every day to read her Bible and just reflect and, and the flags were out that day and she said, I had no idea what Flag Day was. And so, you know, we, the park is a gift to the nation from Montgomery County, and we are trying to build something that will be perpetuous for, for generations to come and for, you know, for people to come and honor their loved ones. And, and it's not just a memorial park. It is a living park. Living park. Mm -hmm. What about you, Mr. Peña? You, you've been with our community tell them talk to them i'm new to the commission but I, I can reiterate what she said enough it's we're there it's to for the memory of those who have come before us those who are serving and those that will you know follow but not just that if you're a veteran first responder anybody who needs help please reach out to somebody mm -hmm. uh if we, we have resources we could put you in contact with you don't got the fight you don't have to fight the fight alone mm -hmm. we're here for you so mm -hmm. please reach out and, you know, uh, just to add on to that, um, you know, we, we just uh, came from Memorial Day and when we had uh, brand new names put on our line. Yes. And I remember talking to a veteran that I know well that was put on the line this this um, Memorial Day. And he said, you know, I, I don't deserve to be there. I, I, I feel uncomfortable about this. I don't think that I'm worthy enough. But as um, our founder, Judge Jimmy Edwards says, if you take that oath and you're willing to put your life on the line for this country, you deserve to be on that monument. So come and read the names. Uh, you know, even at night, it's so beautiful. It's lit up in beautiful lights, all the names. And it, it's just so moving. And by experiencing that, you're joining the American experience of, of pride in our country. Yo hoy día les tomo, tomo la palabra de todos los que ellos han dicho. Y les quiero entregar el mejor corazón que les puedo entregar, la verdad. Esta, este 4 de julio, en vez de estar en picnic, agarren a sus hijos y llévenlos al parque memorial. Vayan y miren los nombres de todas las personas que están ahí, que entre ellos hay muchos hispanos que murieron por este país. Reflexionen en lo que tienen antes de que los pierdan. La señora, la señora Jean dijo claramente en Antito que una señora todos los días va al parque y se sienta a leer la Biblia. Ella ve las banderas y para ella, en ese parque, ella reflexiona todo lo que nuestros antepasados, los antepasados de ellas hacían y por qué estamos en tanta libertad en estos momentos. El señor, el señor Peña acaba de decir directamente, si usted es first responder, si usted es veterano, hispano, por favor, necesita, toque la puerta donde ellos, hable con ellos, ellos lo llevan y lo ayudan con lo que usted necesite porque usted ha peleado por este país. No, hay muchos veteranos que no se han reportado. Si usted está escuchando, usted conoce un veterano que no se ha reportado y que necesita, sea joven 
veterano, o sea, adulto, venga, hable con la comisión, diga lo que necesita, el señor Peña está dispuesto a ayudarlo. Hay muchos que sufren de problemas postraumáticos después de la guerra y necesitan ayuda psicológica, ayuda a medicinas y todo lo demás. Por favor, busquen la asistencia. La señora Kelly lo acaba de decir también. Ella dice que la reflexión de todo lo que es en el parque, las luces, el, el de noche sobre todo, se prende bien bonito. Usted se sienta allí y usted comienza a leer los nombres y a ver y a caminar. Educa a sus hijos en vez de tenerlos en la casa jugando y corriendo. Los lleva allí para que vean cómo trabaja los Estados Unidos de América. ¿Qué es lo que significa el 4 de julio, el Memorial Day, el Día de los Veteranos, el Día de los Presidentes y todas las celebraciones que hay en los Estados Unidos. Todas están basadas en que alguien murió por la libertad de este país. Hoy día, Poses en Acción, con mucho cariño, le dedica el 4 de julio, y lo digo llorando, a todas aquellas personas que han muerto por este país. Hoy día, Voces en Acción, les trae a ustedes la verdad del corazón de este país. Apréndanlo. Today, and I'm sorry my eyes are tearing, because I love this country. And I devote my life to this country. I'm in service to the community completely, regardless of your color, speech, anything. If you need me, my phone number is available. Voces en Acción is open at all times. Please reach us, like us, donate, support our work. I'm here. Thank you, Mr. Nin. Thank you, Thank you Mr. Pet. Gracias. Un amor tenerte aquí. Gracias. Tú sabes. Kelly, Thank like you usual. So Thank you so much. <laughs> It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to us. I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you on our next show. Thank you. Esto fue Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a nuestra comunidad latina. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. Voices in Action, the truth in action. Hasta nuestra próxima edición.